and welcome to another episode of the Driftcast. That's right, we are back. We have a wonderful panel here because we have to talk about the best game to come out on the Switch this year. Spoiler alert, it's obviously Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But let's go around and introduce our panel. We have Joe. What's up, Joe? What's up, guys? It's finally here. It's Zelda. And it's amazing. Oh, God, it's amazing. And we have Matt in the house. What's up, Matt? You said best game of the year on Switch. I'm saying best game of the year, period. Oh, I don't know. Final Fantasy comes out in 20 days, so we'll see. I don't think so. We shall see, sir. And, of course, we have the newest member to our panel, V. What's up, V? I don't know. It, I have to agree with Joe on this one. It, it, Zelda is good, but Final Fantasy comes out in 20 days. <laughs> okay, we see where half this panel is going already, people. All right, uh, let's start our, um, as we always do, with a toast. Do you guys remember who the Patreon producers are? Because I don't see them in the notes. <laughs> uh, it's it's Matt. My name is F and Mayo and MZ Nitro, right? Is that it? Yes, I believe so. Damn, look and, at and that. If not, and if we forget people, I know Sadek's been good in the past. I know CJ's been good in the past. So and shout J- out to all J- of our Patreons. Yeah, yeah shout out to just, everyone. Yeah, shout to out everyone to- who's ever been a Patreon. Ooh-hoo. Yay. A big fuck you to Tricky. <laughs> Why? Because I can. Oh dear lord. Man, he supported you yesterday and you're yeah. like really tricky. Listen. Listen, when he texted me that I won, I was like, listen, I should win by default because if Zach didn't make his predictions on the show, they shouldn't count anyway. <laughs> All right. Um so what we're going to be doing uh is we're going to go to our recent releases and then we're going to talk about our topic of the show because we've all pretty much been playing the same thing. So there's no point in doing what we've been playing. So let's start off with our releases. And it's some exciting ones. Joe Joe had to rein me in last night because I was really excited about this first release, which is Etrian et- Odyssey. Etrian et- et- yeah. Odyssey. Et- and I'm, I want it too. Like, I want it so bad. But $80 for three DS games is a tough ask, Atlas. Come on, man. You couldn't have made it like 60 Come on. You didn't. Did you look it up, though? Yes, I looked it up. It's not it's not people, worth it. People are saying that it looks so good because it's remastered graphics. Okay, it's up It's not remastered. It's up The graphics do look nice. It looks pretty polished. But again, I almost just want to buy one of them. But then if I buy one of them, why not buy the whole? Cl- it's the same problem I have with the Final Fantasy um, remastered collection with the pixel remasters. I want to buy the first one because I want to check out the collection. But then if I wind up buying the first one, I'm going to get like, oh, shit, why didn't I just buy all of them? And then I'm like, yeah, because it's $75 to buy all of them once. And I'm like, what do I do, Kalai? It's like I have to call my sponsor now. I know. I have to call you, Kalai, and be like, listen, should I buy this? And then we both want to buy it so that we're both (laughs) convince each other to buy it. I don't know. I I think if it was if it wasn't the time of year that it is and it's Final Fantasy season, baby, it's this close. I can taste it. I know. And we're playing Tears in the the air. Yeah, it's here's the kingdom. I'm playing Street Fighter right now. Well, not right now. because can't play it while I'm recording, but Street Fighter's out today. 
Diablo's out on Tuesday, unless you play $100. And oh, and then you have to buy some in-game currency because they had some shit happen where like everybody that bought the game had to buy like in-game currency to unlock the game again for some fucking reason. Corey was telling me this crazy story this morning. Uh, I have something to say about that. What's up? Fuck Activision. Dude, seriously, can they have a release that doesn't go wrong? Like, it's so funny because I was I was talking like just going a little little tirade here. I was talking to Corey, Corey and Brandon today. Good friends of the show. Um, And I was saying, hey, did you guys play Diablo? And they're like, yeah, when it started working again, I was like, I told you these motherfuckers that on launch day there was going to be issues. And it's not even launch day. This is early access launch day. So I can only imagine how shitty the actual launch day is going to be. But Etron Odyssey, I'm going to I'm going to say right now it's a wait for me. It's a hold. It's a steady, it's a steady hold right now. I'm gonna hold for a price reduction. I'll pick it up. I already wishlisted it, Kali, so I'll let you know the minute it goes on sale. Uh, now, see, here's my problem. I can get it for Switch or I can get it for Steam. True, true, true. And true. Fanatical has the bundle on sale already. How much is it on? Seventy two. Still no. Still no. And that's Still what no. I'm thinking. It's a steady hold right now. This is me. I, this is me and Braveheart just saying, "Hold, just hold right now," because we're holding. And, right and now. I looked into it because I wanted to know how they were going to handle the fact that there's not two screens. People were okay, so people were complaining about like how awkward it is to draw the map on the like to switch and draw the map and then go back, but you can't draw the map with a stylus because there's no stylus on the switch. And to that, I say you're not trying hard enough because the stylus does exist. I don't know if the game lets you use a stylus though. That's the problem. I know. So, oh, sorry. Sorry, I collect. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, and that was my other problem. On the DS, when you had that stylus, it was just so beautiful. Did you buy the remastered ones the first of the first two games? No. The 3DS? I've only bought the one you suggested, and I didn't get very far in it. Well, you can't buy them now, because they're gone. Because Nintendo needs to shit on everyone's parade all the time. And make stupid Nintendo decisions, and we'll get to that, because I think that's one of the games on our release calendar, and we'll talk about that when I, when I have my fucking rant of the night. But Matt... V, are you guys going to pick this up at well, all? I know Matt wanted, to, Matt wanted to say something. Yeah, no, I won't pick it up. But I, the point I was going to make was when I bought Super Mario Maker 2, I did buy an aftermarket stylus to make use of it when I was using the touchscreen. And they work for the most part. It's not optimal, and it's definitely not as accurate as the DS stylus was back in the day. How well, did what you about, f- oh, oh, sorry, Claude, go ahead. I was going to say, what about like the official stylus? That color game came with a stylus. That's yeah, not. Yeah. A, I don't think that's official though. I think no, that's it's, yeah, the aftermarket. Yeah, because the problem is, is the touchscreen on the Switch is a completely different touchscreen than what was on the DS. So therefore, it's a different type of stylus, and therefore, it's a lot of soft point styluses, and that just isn't as conducive to like the feedback and touch that you need to do for games like that. I just don't. I I mean, the switch screen on the OLED is so nice. I don't want to touch that shit with anything. A stylus, my finger, anything like anything has touch controls. I'm like, why? I don't want to touch this screen. Don't make me touch it. Even with screen protector. I'm like, no, if I scratch it, I'm going to be angry. Be angry. It's like when you put a screen protector on, and you get a fucking bubble and then you want to you want to take it off like seven times to fix it. And you go through like three screen protectors like, no, no, this is why I pay eighty dollars to get the nice one at geek squad and then i have them put it on me and if they fuck it up they have to keep fixing it for free yeah tip of the tip of the day you, like, you suck at putting screen protectors on i feel it's a game that uh that v would like 
I do, I do too. I do too. Very anime-centric. It, it is, but the issue that I've had with them in the past is that whole dungeon-creating map thing. Really? It, I could not for the life... Like, it got to the point where I basically have touched it once and said, no afterwards i haven't touched it since because it annoyed me so much when i tried it oh, okay. i mean it gets it gets it takes some time to get used to it i mean it's not for everyone um uh, for the people that don't know at home i mean it's a series it's it's basically a dungeon crawler where you know you go in you you get better items and materials you come back out and you go to like a hub world and then you upgrade all your stuff and you go back in rinse and repeat till you find a boss but there's these things in the maps called like foes and they like take these certain patterns around the levels and it, okay v you know what i'm gonna stop explaining the game if you're gonna play any of these games go play the persona ones they're pricey but they're fucking awesome i just want to play persona <laughs> i like persona i mean these games will get you these games play like the etrod odyssey series but they're made they're made by the same people but also you know there's a heavy influence from uh persona in them and the story is really good story is really good actually. well yeah yeah let me get let me get through tears of the kingdom and then final fantasy and then like four other games that are on this list <laughs> <laughs> she wanted she wanted to podcast with us now she's like well shit maybe i did the wrong thing because now i, I play a whole bunch up. of games Fuck! It's time to game. That's what happens. I mean, uh, I'm like Jones in the play Street Fighter right now. I'm like itching myself. Like, oh. I'm just crocheting right now, so I don't do anything. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> All right, what's next on our list, Matt? What do we got? Or Kelly? Who's reading the list? Kalai, I'm reading the list. Go ahead. I know Matt and I sound and look alike. <laughs> You're bo- Are you both bald? I didn't know. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> Next is We Love Katamari Reroll and Reverie on June 2nd. Don't we already we already have a Katamari game on there? We did. We had a Katamari Reroll, which was the remake, but now it's Reverie, which I think has extra stuff added to it. Yeah. So, no. We're we re re rolling here? We're like what are we doing? The re-roll, roll, re-roll. Because I already have reroll. I'm not getting reverie. How does it play? Like, does it play well on the Switch? Ugh. No, are... you not even with those Joy-Cons? Come on, those Joy-Cons are the greatest controllers ever. How can it not work? Okay, I think that I've just had like shit luck with Joy-Cons. Me too. Fuck Joy-Cons. I'm the I'm the biggest fuck Joy-Cons person <laughs> in the world. Have you not listened to me on every podcast I've ever been on? Have, but why do you think I named the show this? Literally, because yeah. I fucking hate Joy-Cons. Because drift. <laughs> and it's just it's so I just did, I liked it so much better on, like, the PlayStation. And that's, it's just one of those things where I remember playing the original on the PlayStation 2 and doing everything like that. So when it came out on the the Switch, I was like, yeah. And I played it on Switch, I went, this is bullshit. (laughs) So these have really good thumbsticks, like, really good thumbsticks, kind of like a controller controller. Mm -hmm. But they're, like, shittily made. And this uh, is the Hori, the Hori split pad. I really want the Hori split pad compact, but I haven't gotten out to get one yet. And they make a Gengar set that's really fucking cool. But yeah, it yeah. I I I think that if you already have reroll, 
and you're already on the switch there's no point to get this bundle like so you're saying you're not re-re-rolling i'm not re-re-re-re-rolling okay matt will you re-be re-rolling or rolling at all for that matter no i've never done katamari in my entire gaming life I, that's one of the games that i like watching v play i find it funny but to me if i were to play it i'd just be frustrated i like katamari but i feel like donut county did it better yes because it had raccoons trash pandas for the win trash pandas i have to find i don't know if it was you kalai that sent to me or somebody else but it was the um, what what do girls want? And then a guy stitches the TikTok and he was like, oh, girls don't want anything. I don't care what girls want. I want to domesticate like 40 raccoons <laughs> and just have them as an army. <laughs> squadron of trash pandas. I want a squadron of trash pandas. <laughs> Did you see that cool ass um, baseball jersey for the minor league team that's called the trash pandas? I'll send you the link, but I, I'll you. find it and I'll send it to you. It's fucking awesome. Great. Yeah, the okay. jerseys are Why awesome. Why are you doing Katamari? No, I already own the first one and I actually don't have it in my position po- possession right now. It's possibly in Texas. I lent it to Carl's mom. You, sure may ca- ne- you might you might need to reroll then. Uh, um, well, she retired and she she's been kind of bored that she's retired because her husband was supposed to retire and just can't because he likes working so much. And is that why she's on the cruise and he's not? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) One of the cruises he was supposed to be on, he forgot he was going to be on a cruise and took an on call shift. Oh, that was the one that, that was our first gamers cruise. Yeah. (laughs) So she got a switch and we were trying to find games that that she might like to play and since it's just kind of like a simple concept i thought she might like it so but she'll give it back to me nice all right the next game the next game on our list i think one person might be excited but there's no trophies you're excited for this v i have been playing this game on game pass nonstop. Power Wash Simulator. I love it. I love it. It is an OCD commerce dream. Love it. Okay, I think you're the one buying it. Can we agree on that and move on? Depends on the price point. I mean, this will be one of those games that, like, I wake up one morning and I'll see it for 99 cents and be like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I have the hard drives or I have the switch space, you know. All right, the next game is Sonic Origins Plus. Includes Sun, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles, Sonic CD Plus, extra modes, music, and characters. Buying it. I mean, I already had the original Sonic. Oh, no, I had Sonic Mania. So, yeah, I think I actually might pick this one up. So, this is a better version of Sonic Plus, or Sonic, whatever the... Origins. Yeah, Sonic Origins that came out. And it actually has all like the music DLC included in the game now, so I don't have to pay for it. Which I guess my I'm paying for is, it anyway. But uh, you know, sorry, my my problem oh. is, is I have so many Sega Genesis collections on various systems and access what is wrong to with that? all the Sonics. What is wrong with that? You know, they I have to just, put Sonic. 
I feel like it's a crime for me to spend more on Sonic games. <laughs> okay, so you know you know you're getting these key games. You know you're getting your Sonics. You know you're getting your Vector Mans. You know you're getting Kid Chameleon. You know you're getting the three Golden Axes. You know, you, like you know exactly which games you get every Sega collection. Oh, Comic Zone's got to be in there because everybody's got to have Comic Zone. Like it's like this nine games that they always put every collection. Like, and I'm shocked when one of them's not on there. But the it's best one is just still Sonic. like Kalai's trying to figure out what system to play Skyrim on. Everything, mobile device, T eighty three calculator. If you could, she would. Okay, the next on the list is probably a V game. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. Wow. That is my year. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Honey, if that goes on um, the, 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 to get the, yes. That's what I want. I don't know if a Natsumi game has ever gone on the ticket, but it might. Who knows? I mean, it'll definitely be on sale within like two months. But it, I mean, I liked I liked those games for so long. But Story of Seasons is really cool because I, I believe that's the original team that made Harvest Moon, right? And they branched off and started making their own games because they said, fuck the way the direction of the series was yep. going. And they're like, we want to bring it back to its roots. Of and when farming. I did my uh, 24-hour birthday stream this year, I actually picked up uh, Story of Seasons. Uh, well, I had it because uh, I got it at sale at Best Buy. And that and I was like, all right, I'll play this for a couple hours and I'll go to something else. I ended up playing this game the full 24 hours of my birthday stream. Nice. It is so good. And I got I got my husbando. Nice. You know, there's nothing better than farming and husbandos. Farming and husbandos <laughs> and naming all of the animals that you can get after K-pop stars. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this game now. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I went to K-pop alley. I'm like, I'm out. Uh, Matt's next- so interested in this game. Look at his face. <laughs> Well, next one is Front Mission First Limited Edition. Is that the physical edition of it, or is that just like the digital one? Because I, I I think the digital version came out already. I could be wrong, but I love Front Mission. It was a great uh, PlayStation game when it first came out. Good game. Definitely a good tactics game. Kalai, you would probably like it. It's got mechs and tactics, so you like mechs and you like tactics games. So. Okay, are you going to play this, Matt? No. Okay. Next is Ghost Trick Phantom Detective from the creators of the Ace Attorney, a remaster of a 2010 game. He's playing it. 100%. It's Ace Attorney. Come on. It's not Ace Attorney. It's, it's the from the makers of Ace Attorney. Of Ace Attorney. <laughs> She's like, it's Ace Attorney adjacent, Matt. Come on, Come on. It's a tangent. She's hoping that goes on the ticket, Matt. It's never going to, but it's she's hoping. Never. It's like right. my master. What? Sh- never mind. I have the. <laughs> I feel like this entire list is just dedicated to Vegas. It's v. It's a V. It's a V list this time. This is what mm-hmm. I get for uh, coming on to this uh, podcast. It's a birthday Christmas list. You should save that list, Matt. And ten, twink, wink, nudge, nudge. For the listeners, I'm tapping my forehead. You're saying it's all in your head? Yep. It's also, it's also in a document. That he made. Yep. 
All right. Next is AEW Fight Forever on 629. I, I will be buying this on PlayStation. I don't know what this is. It's a wrestling game. Wrestling game. game. Ma- ah. It's made by the people who made No Mercy. So it should have really good controls. I watched a few videos the other day. It looks pretty good, guys. Uh, controls looks Control scheme looks pretty simple. It's a more simplistic game. It's more arcadey. So I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. And it's an actual wrestling game you can play on your Switch, which there's all of like three, but none of them are like good. Well, I wouldn't say none of them are good, but none of them are modern. So this is an actual modern game you can play on your Switch. And I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for Switch fans that want to play a wrestling game. That's not broken ass WWE 2K18. Okay, next is Master Detective Archives Rain Code from the Minds of the Dankarampa series, an adventure to solve unsolved cases in the Kenai Ward, the city of Rain. This looks like something you would get too, Kali. It. I actually have, I think, two of them. Oh my god, I need to turn on my switch now. Oh, no, Wait, me. there's like multiple of these? I believe so. Give me a second. I've never this even heard of it. This is like Weeb Nation list here. No. I tried to pick some of the more interesting things that I saw coming out. There was there was a whole lot of trash. Oh yeah, it's trash season, man. It's it's There's trash. trash. It's trash. It's trash, trash panda season on the Switch. Nintendo <laughs> blew their load in May, and they're like, "All right, I'll just pump out whatever else I can." <laughs> oh I, no, I have the uh, Famicom Detective Club. Okay. I'm looking at like all of my stuff that's on my Switch, and it's like Forbidden Bride, Ace Attorney, Story Seasons, Pioneers of Oliver, <laughs> Olive Town, <laughs> Harvest Moon, Lost Worlds. So, are you getting this, Joe? That's a no. Okay. All right, next one, which is pretty much the bottom of the battle shit. Everybody won to Switch. There's a freaking sequel to this game. Why? Yeah, why? Because, because Nintendo, gun Nintendo. Like, literally, like, they just gonna make stupid ass decisions because that's what they do. Like, I feel like we can get like five, like there's no fucking Star Fox or F-Zero on the Switch, but let's make two, not just one, one two Switch game. Let's make a second one because, you know, everyone loved the first one so much. So here, here's the problem why I assume this happened, because somebody sat down and said, oh, man, 1-2 Switch sold really well, forgetting the fact that it was one of two games that was available when the Switch <laughs> launched, which may have attributed to some of those higher numbers. I wonder if there's more copies of 1-2 Switch in a landfill somewhere than there are copies of E.T. <laughs> or that Burger King game that you got for the Xbox. I think there's like one YouTuber who like hoards the shit out of those. Yep. Like... <laughs> Which speaking of of uh, YouTubers and stuff, do you know um, what is it? Game Gramps or whatever? Don't you? Oh, follow Game, Grumps. Grumps. Game Grumps. Grumps. Yeah, they're coming to Count Basie. What? Ooh. Jim's Ooh. Like, and you know how I found out? Jim texted to me. Did those go on sale today? Oh, please, honey. Would you guys like me to send you that link? Please. I would. Please. Please. All right. Give me. All right. All right. I was like, why is he sending me this? Oh, wait. Probably for you guys. Um, <laughs> anyways. So the next thing on our list is Pikmin 4. 
100% getting it. I know, Matt, you're getting that with your voucher, right? You're yeah, all vouched up for that one. Yeah, because, you know, we can never guarantee we record every month. I just want to throw this on here to remind people that we are getting Pikmin 4 and go and support the game. Otherwise, we may not get a Pikmin 5 because we waited a long enough time to get Pikmin 4. Oh, my God. Yes, we did. I wonder if this game got a year of polish like Breath of the Wild, like uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I wonder, because seriously, wasn't this game supposed to be done like seven years ago? Well, no. So we got the first teaser for it last year. Miyamoto was like, oh, yeah, hey, here's one more thing we've been working on. And it was just like a 45 second trailer. And then at the uh, showcase we had a couple months ago, it was like, oh, hey, by the way, Pikmin 4 is done and it's coming out in July. Like it, it, all it was before that showcase last year was rumors. And then finally they released it and it's out less than a year later. That's insane to me. This one they've been waiting to release, man. It's been in that it's been in that oh fuck we need to release this bin that they have where they pulled one two switch out of apparent or one five seven switch out of because they have this I swear they have this crazy room in Nintendo where they have this wall right where they put all these finished copies of games on where they're like hey we're done with this but we don't know we need to have something for for a release for this month because we got nothing all right just pull something off the wall and I'm hoping somewhere on that wall is a Star Fox or maybe a Metroid Prime. Or maybe even an F-Zero. Or maybe another Fire Emblem game. Because you can never have enough of those. Never. It's not, it's not a thing that exists. But yeah. I'm glad Pikmin 4 is coming out for the people who like Pikmin. I really am. Babe, there's some really good seats still available. Yes, I'm looking at this. They have Game Grump seats in the orchestra left and right at about $37 a piece. Oh, we'll man. coordinate after the show. Okay, Please. I guess. Wednesday. Wednesday, October 4th. Yes. Am I supposed okay. to go to or something? I don't are, know. Are we'll we, are we making a road trip? Are we, gonna, we can record live after it's over? No, I'm joking. We could. <laughs> it's a Wednesday, man. I got to get up for work the next day. Anyways. Uh, all right. So let's get to our actual topic of the show. Giselda, Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to keep this spoiler free because people do want to probably listen to Story-wise. it. Story-wise. We're going to keep this free, spoiler free story wise. There's going to be stuff that we talk about, about mechanics, things we could do in the game. If you don't want to hear that, I'm sorry. You came to the wrong podcast for the night. Go play it. Come back. Turn it off now. Okay. So, Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm going to start with a funny story. So, we recorded last night. And pretty much most of the Driftcast was on the Loot Bros last night. And when we were talking about what we've been playing, three of us were all playing Zelda. Tricky quit the game three times. And yeah, afterwards... Sucks. He sucks as Zelda. M- well, afterwards, Matt was nice enough to try to help him. He was stuck in a part because he, he was at a lake. And it's right in the opening of the game. And he was trying to get to the shrine. He's like, every time I swim, I die. And I'm telling this to Jim, who turned around. And he said, you're not supposed to swim, are you? I'm like, no, you're not. So even Jim got it without ever playing the game. Hello? Which I thought was pretty funny. Anyways. so Ser- Seriously, so. though, like listening to him lambast this game, that's a fucking masterpiece. Maybe you want to punch him in the face. Like, I'm, I don't like <laughs> I don't like violence, but like. 
man, like you play fucking division, bro. <laughs> like, don't, don't worry, people. He hates the switch. He doesn't listen to us. Makes my head hurt. <laughs> like, like you play one game like every day for the last like six years and a masterpiece comes out and you're like sniffing farts and playing division. You'd rather play that than play Tears of the Kingdom. Just stop. Stop, bro. The, and my thing is not specific to tricky, but he, when you turn around and go, is this even a Zelda game? This doesn't count. This is horrible. This is not, this is bad game mechanics, bro. If you played less than two hours of the game, you are not allowed to have an opinion on it because if you can't make it out of the starting tutorial area, <laughs> I don't want to hear your opinion on the game. Yes. There's something you can talk about the tutorial. You could talk about how it introduces the mechanics. But until you get past the area where the game gives you all your tools and granted, he had a glitch and he's one of the only person out of the 10 million people that bought the game that experienced this glitch. And if you can't make it out of the starting area, that's a you problem. Because the game gives you everything you need to get through that area. I want one of our listeners to make like a picture of Tricky that says bitch of the kingdom. Because that's what he is. <laughs> okay. I what? spent, I think, two and a half to three hours just roaming around that beginning thing just because I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss any fucking thing that was in there and get everything that I wanted. <laughs> right. Did you not so think start... you were going to be able to go back? No. So, all right, let's start with our actual initial impressions because I'm following this lovely template that Matt was so nice enough to provide. So, so V, I want to actually start with you on your initial impressions because when we had originally talked about the three of us buying this game, you're like, oh, I'm eventually got it, get it. And I'm like, well, we're going to do an entire episode on it, so you should probably get it. And you wound up getting it. No, there, there's, there's a difference to that. Matt was getting it through the ticketing system, but he also wanted the physical copy of it. So regardless, there was going to be a copy of it. Now, I'm not as far into the game as almost everybody is. That's all right. But I did get out of the opening area and I, for those of you that don't know, I got a really severe rare case of poison ivy over the last two weeks. So it's been difficult for me to do anything arm wise. I look like a uh, burn victim with these things on but it's hard for me to hold a controller for a specific period of time oh that's fine so it's just kind of been like i'll play for an hour or two on stream and i'm like i'm done and then i streamed i guess it was wednesday night i was playing for like an hour hour and a half and i just i died twice at this one point i was like i don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Pick it up. But I love it because because Breath of the Wild was the first Zelda game that I and I hear a Korok. I feel like I hear a Korok somewhere. 
No, that's uh, your husband typing on his keyboard, and you just feel that it's a cork. That's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting for the lightning to stop in my game right now. So. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like Breath of the Wild was the first Zelda game that I beat. Okay. You actually I was... beat Breath of the Wild. Yes. Okay. But I was not a Zelda player when I like when I was gaming. What are you doing, Sunshine? Sorry. Our Zelda is pacing. What's wrong, baby? Anyways. Um, so for me, when people like Tricky say that, like, oh, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom is not a Zelda game. To me, it is. Because I didn't play the other games. They weren't in my wheelhouse. They weren't anything like that. And it's what brought me into Legend of Zelda. Right. I actually, that's one of the reasons why. And we actually had this discussion off the show last night. I believe it was off the show where Tricky said that he, he wants it to be difficult in the fact that you have to find everything or you would get stuck in the game. Whereas I'm really excited that they opened it up. So people who never played a Zelda game or would get frustrated, have that opportunity to play a series that is great as Zelda. What about you, Matt? So, I back when I bought the Switch and I took the next couple days off to play the game, the first thing I felt about Zelda was that it was a true-to-form kind of reimagining, albeit in a different way, the very first Zelda. And that excited me because it gave the players choice. And I was excited to come back to that. Now, leading up to it, I truly had no idea what they were going to do with this game because they gave us that 13-minute gameplay demo back in April. And we were all still like, is this a sequel to Breath of the Wild or is this a Majora's Mask situation where it's a completely different story, uh, not a direct sequel? And finally, upon release, we see that it is indeed a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. And to continue that story was exciting to me. So initially, my impression was, wow, you know, I in a way, I was kind of disappointed that we went back to the same world. Because a lot of times when you play a Zelda, part of the excitement is seeing what they did different from the last game. But as I continued playing Tears of the Kingdom, it just became so natural to what they did and how they changed and improved the formula from Breath of the Wild that this game is just massively such an improvement. And they stayed kind of samey in the same in some areas and we'll discuss that later but what they've done with this game is truly that a plus tier nintendo developer that we've known for decades what about you joe i mean i was also not gonna buy this game when it came out i was gonna wait and then i was like i had extreme fomo it's not and it's not fomo of like Missing out and getting the game spoiled. It's like these type of games, you need to experience it with everybody else because it's like schoolyard when you were a kid and you want to be like, 
oh man, you know, I found a Korok on this area and I pinned it on my map and like, I'll show you where it is. And like, like I would go to work at my job where we're all professionals and we'd talk about Zelda for like three hours out of our eight hour shift, which is not productive at all. But like I had a supervision session with one of my, um, one of the kids I'm mentoring right now. And literally I had to stop session. I told him I'd stop session five minutes early so we could talk about Zelda. Because that's all he wanted to talk to me about. I was like, dude, we need to talk about continuous reinforce or continuous continuous schedules of reinforcement, discontinuous measurement, and continuous measurement. And we need to talk all about all these fun ABA terms first. Once we get all that stuff done, yeah, we can talk some Zelda. So I was like super excited to talk about Zelda with everybody I encountered, even you guys. Like I couldn't wait to get I couldn't wait till we recorded to gush about how good this fucking game is. Because it is it, like Matt said. And like to tricky, like again, it's like you say it's not a Zelda game. It's the truest form of a Zelda game. It's the truest form of the first game or the second game for that matter. Like you just you you just roam around the world and you explore because the whole point of Zelda is exploration and finding things and discovering where things are. And I think that the best way to play Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild is blindly. Don't look up where things are. Don't look up how to do things. Just experience the game the way it's meant to be experienced blind. Don't I try not to even ask for help. I love I love in this game how there's like 70,000. You know what? We'll talk more about shrines in a minute, but like there's 70 different thousand ways to do things in this game. And I think that's what they really broke this game open. They took the last game and they were like, hey, like, you know, we don't like that you're breaking the game and shooting yourself across the fucking world and getting again in four minutes. So guess what? You guys want to do that? Fine. But we're going to give you better tools to do it. We're going to give you rockets to shoot across the map instead of rocks. We're going to give you, you know, it's it's like, it's just amazing. This game's amazing. If you had to describe it in one word, it's a fucking masterpiece. Like, like the, Levi says. They gave I played it me flamethrowers. Dude, I can attach it to a shield and make a flamethrowing shield and just stand there and just fucking burn everything. Oh, game's so good. Kalai, what are your thoughts? I really, um, I, I, I've been addicted to the game. I've also been playing Scarlet Nexus. I was like three quarters of the way through Scarlet Nexus, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play it, Zelda. All right, really, I'm going to play it, Zelda. Damn it. All right, really, Tay, I'm going to play it, Zelda. Damn it. Um, I was The only thing that disappointed me was the beginning opening, which we've all played. And if you've listened to this podcast, you played the beginning opening. You had all of your hearts for the original game. They were taken away. <laughs> but that's like every, every JRPG. I know, right? Zelda like thing. It's like you play the opening, you're like this badass, like, yeah, let's go. And the next thing you know, you're like, I'm naked. <laughs> I, I was more upset that they gave you full stamina wheels. And then made you escort Zelda around. You couldn't use all the stamina. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just like, and then of course, like, but my favorite thing is just like, you wake up naked. Like. <sighs> you couldn't give me clothes naked. at least. Can I have at least a shirt? <laughs> Dude, I, I would. I ran around most of the initial island shirtless because I didn't find the shirt you were supposed to find. I didn't find the shirt either, I think. 
I found pants. Like I found fluffy pants. And that was- I got pants. I got pants too, and I missed the shirt as well. <laughs> four for four. No shirt. <laughs> and at first, when I first got into the game, and you get down to high roll, you're like, oh, it's pretty much the same map, and you got to do everything again. Okay. So it's not that big. Oh no, was I wrong? The map's three times bigger because you have the sky map now and you have the Underdark. And boy, that Underdark is so much fun. I was really surprised at how much fun that you can do exploring down there. So to your point, Kalai, I was kind of let down by the sky map because ultimately it's just, it's a connection of islands. And I was like, okay, this really didn't, expand the the map too much it gives you some fun areas some things to puzzle about and then i went down to the chasm like you and i started exploring i go okay is this kind of like the sky islands where it's only individual sections and there's not much to to explore in each section because this is kind of boring at first and then i started finding the the towers so to speak in the in the chasms and i go oh oh no oh this oh oh this is just as large as hyrule overground oh dear yeah my favorite is watch like so i do watch matt play this game and he just like all of a sudden i just see him take the bow with the like the light bulb on it and he'll shoot it and it just goes And it just keeps going and going. And then he goes, what the hell? And then you see it there and it's like a small little puddle of light. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's stuff there. <laughs> she she witnessed me going through a section of the chasms the other night. And I was talking to some of my friends on Discord. And as I'm walking, a uh, skeleton moblin comes out of the ground and I'm just going, oh, have you guys seen? Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> it's terrifying down there. It's so funny, though, because it's like you sit there and you're just like, you just like, like, la, 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 la. And I'm just like, honey, you've got to go to the left. La, la, la. Wrong, wrong left. There's things over there. <laughs> but it's like, it's also one of those games that we do like, like, I do like playing like that's backseat gaming with Matt a little bit because he'll be so in his head on the Zelda aspect of it. And I have to kind of remind him every so often you, you, you can, you can swim through the roof, <laughs> swim through the roof. <laughs> I Dude, always forget about mode. ascend all the time. Ascend breaks the game though. Like, big time Ascend breaks the game. I love it. Well, that's, you know, why Ascend's in the game, right? Ascend is a developer tool. The creator had used that, had created that for when they were playtesting the game because he didn't want to have to climb. And then he said, you know what? Probably nobody else likes to climb either, so they made it a permanent addition to the game. They know it breaks the game. I love it. have Have you gone through the depths much? Yeah, I have. I've been trying to go down there because, you know, f- I- all right. So for people that don't know, if you haven't gone to the depths, what the depths can do is give you the access to the Zorite. 
And that's Zonite. Zonite, I'm sorry. Zonite, yeah. Yeah. What that Zonite does is it can actually increase your battery power, which is really nice. So that way your flame weapons or your rockets can really like power longer. And I'm like, I need to go through it. So I started really exploring it. I didn't explore it at first. I was like mainly, I have already done two temples and I'm like mainly working on that. And I was like, oh no, now I need to like kind of go like this. And it's like, oh, squirrel. And I went off and did a whole bunch of that because, you know, there was days that I just didn't have a lot of time to play where it was like, oh, you know, let's go to the mall because we have to go shopping and we came home and, you know, we're going to watch TV. But I could just run around in the depths and collect ore. So I started really exploring the depths. Uh, what about you, Joe? What about me? Did you what about me? The Did you explore the I haven't got that far. I've not I've literally spent 25 hours playing this game, and all I've done is shrine after shrine after shrine after shrine after shrine, and I haven't cashed anything in yet. I think I have like 20 or 25 of those goddess things, and I'm just I'm just going, just going. I'm enjoying the game, and I'm about to just cash them all in and get a lot of stamina because I feel like stamina is the most important thing. You can get gear to make yourself better, but like stamina wheel is key, definitely key. So. I mean, this is kind of not really a spoiler story-wise, but it's going to be like a little bit of a game mechanic. Have you guys seen the cherry blossom trees? No. You haven't found the tree? Anybody else find the cherry blossom tree? No. Joe? No. 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 I'm, getting, I'm getting murdered by a thing on a bridge. <laughs> oh, just run. But I want to murder it so I can get the weapons off of them. Eh, they're going to break anyways. Just run. So there's a thing. I came across a cherry tree and there was a person sitting underneath the cherry tree. And they said, oh, do you know the story of the cherry tree? I'm like, no. They're like, they say that there's a mystical beast here. And if you offer it fruit, it will show up and maybe give you something. And by this cherry tree is this little, like, wooden plate. plate. So I was like, oh, let me drop an apple in it. And here comes this mystical beast who eats the apple. And he's like, thank you. And here you go. And all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of glowy spots. He shows you every cave in the immediate, in the, in the vicinity. And you go into those caves. And guess what's in those caves, Joe? What's in the cave? More shrines. Oh my god. They're shrines underground. Shrines for days, Kitty. Leia. So I'm on me. Back to the agenda we have here. Compared to other Zelda games, because this is this is the complaint, not just tricky, but other people have had, is that people don't want an open world Zelda. They want a Zelda with traditional dungeons. They want a Zelda with collecting eight pieces of Triforce so you can create the Triforce of Courage. They want, you know, saving the damsel in distress type storylines. Compared to other Zelda games, what do you all feel is the right did they make the right move in what they're doing with the Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom setup? Joe, what do you think? 
I feel like they did enough to change the formula. Like, it's like a Nintendo thing, right? You always got to change things slightly so people will want to come back and make those weird-ass Nintendo decisions where you're like, hey, we're just going to, you know, like Mario, we're going to make him walk around and put stickers fucking everywhere and collect stamps. And, like, it, we're always like, no, fuck this. This is stupid. And then we play the game. We're like, oh, Nintendo, you're fucking geniuses. Like, they know what they're doing, people. Like, they know they're Nintendo. And they're the last video game creators on the planet they make games they don't make cinematic button pressing games they make real video games that you have to play a game you're not watching 7,000 cutscenes and they do things better than anybody and they still do it better than anybody and I I I, I know people will say well Last of Us and Red Dead Redemption I'm like yeah but like look at all the gameplay in, in Tears of the Kingdom and it dwarfs that game tenfold it's it's a masterpiece, and I feel like they're taking steps in the right direction. Would I like more story in my Zelda? Yes, I would. And I feel like there is more in this one so far. Like, we got opening, like, cinematic. That was pretty cool. I haven't really gotten anything else yet, because I haven't gone to one of the, like, the four places after you talk to the, the lady that starts letting you, like, uh, do the towers now, where you can, like, jump up and, like, fucking put your thing up. I actually like that better. That's an improvement in this fucking game, but we'll get there when we get to improvements and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I would say I would say this formula is not going anywhere. It's working. It's se- it's selling millions and millions of copies. So as much as I would want another like Zelda because if they take less time to create and develop, I-, I don't see them ditching this formula anytime soon. Kalai. So I haven't actually played a lot of different Zelda games. I've played the original and beat the original. I tried playing two, and I had trouble with it. You're not I, alone. <laughs> I, you know, yes. I had trouble with Majora's Mask. I didn't find it that great. And I know that's me. Problem. I understand that. I was able to play Twilight Princess. But the very thing that Tricky said that makes it a Zelda game is for you to have to find that one piece or to, to get there frustrated me to no end and i feel breath of the wild and now tears of the kingdom open up and make it much easier for me to be able to play a zelda game i like the nods to the original zelda game you know when i when i was first walking around on hyrule i was getting hit by something well that little stupid turnip thing was jumping out of the ground and spitting a rock at me i was like well that's from zelda one you know, I, I kind of wish the old man was there to do be like, here, take this, you know, don't go alone and hand me a sword or something. But it's really, really good. I also found the nod to Breath of the Wild. Because I went to the church of the timekeepers from the original game. It's in this game, which is kind of really cool. V, what do you think about the game design versus old styles? I'm very much like Kalai, where I could not get into the original Zelda games, where it is a, here you go, run around, run around, run around, try to figure out what the hell you're doing, and you can't press through the story without that one specific thing. And 
when we did when Breath of the Wild came out, it reminded me a lot of the games that I did enjoy. So kind of like Joe was saying earlier, where it's not a cutscene press A, cutscene press A. It's very much the idea of I think the Legend of Zelda games are progressing in the right direction where I was seeing other games that I enjoyed immensely, such as Kingdom Hearts, go in the opposite direction where they decided to take that idea of we're not going to allow you to play this game. We're not going to allow you to play the mechanics that you enjoyed so much in the Kingdom Hearts game. And we're going to let you fight for five minutes and then do a 10 minute cutscene from the movie. Legend of Zelda, I feel like that regardless of what I do or what I pick up, like, or how I handle it in, in Breath of the Wild and in Tears of the Kingdom, I'm learning and I'm having fun as I go and I can do what I want in whatever order that I want and I will still be having fun. What about you, Matt? So for those of you who listen to the Loop Bros main show, uh, I'm, I'm going to repeat what I said there. There's a story out there and uh, I've beaten the first temple or one of the temples, I should say. And that kind of goes into my whole point. Which temple There's does the life know where you're at? The wind temple. Oh, I love that temple. So there's one puzzle in there that you have to get a chest, but there's a fence with a hole between you and the chest. And there's no other way into that room except that hole. And the author of the article said, well, I solved it by doing this. And then it's the thought process of this is the way that the, that the game makers intended this puzzle to be solved. Right. And then as he starts talking to other people, he's finding other people found different solutions that they had the same thought. Oh, I solved it this way. Oh, I solved it that way. Now, the game designers had some solutions in mind, I guarantee you, because you don't go in designing a game going, oh, I'm just going to make this puzzle and see what people do. You make a puzzle with a definitive way to solve it. But they don't make these puzzles with a specific way in mind. It's, hey, I can do this or maybe do this. They'll literally sit people down in front of the game station and go, hey, how would you solve this? And the point I was making to the team last night was this is peak game design because as a game designer, you have to make intriguing puzzles that somebody can solve at whatever point they're at in the game. You can't depend on them having a certain tool in oh, their shit. set except what is given to you at the beginning of the game, very much like Breath of the Wild does. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, I, go ahead, Joe. I actually want to make one comment. Yeah, like I, it's so funny. So, like, you know, one of the earlier shrines where like you definitely need like the glider to do it. I mm -hmm. sat in there for like 40 minutes trying to figure it out without the glider and almost was able to do it without the glider. I just need to be able to like jump up a few more inches. So then I started messing around with like some of the other mechanics, like mixing up like 
dropping a box from up high and then rewinding it back up. And I was able to do it without the glide. And like the game definitely doesn't intend you to be able to break that portion of the game open like that. But I, I was able to use the tools they gave me to overcome obstacles. And I think that's the beauty of this game. It's like it lets your imagination run wild. Exactly. And that's my point is that the game designers made this game and where in past Zeldas, there was a definitive way to to uh, get past a puzzle. Now, let's take the speedrunning community. For those of you who don't know, right now, Summer Games Done Quick is going on, and I'm seeing all sorts of ways people are breaking the game. That started this week? And that's on this week. It literally oh. ends in the next 36 hours. Dude, there's so many VODs up on YouTube right now. You have plenty of to watch. Oh, I, Anyways, can't, I can't wait. I'm going to go watch tonight. So, there, side note, there were two guys playing Mega Man 6 yesterday. One guy was on the directional pad. One guy was on the controls. It was insane. Uh, so, what happens is, is they look at what people did to Breath of the Wild and destroyed that game. And they said, to Joe's point earlier, this toolbox that we're going to give you allows people to do all sorts of different things. Solve it the way you want to solve it. It makes people feel smart, which they appreciate. And it also allows people to enjoy a game the way they want to enjoy it. I've heard many complaints that say, oh, this game doesn't respect my time. Dude, this game ultimately respects you. It's on a system that you can suspend whenever you want. You don't have to get to a save point, and it saves frequently enough. So do I want a traditional Zelda back at some point? Yes. But for right now, compared to old Zelda games, which I could spend maybe 30, 40 hours in and complete the game, I've spent 30 to 40 hours in Tears of the Kingdom, and I've barely scratched the surface of the damn game Mm -hmm. and it's a 70 dollar game and i'm getting my money's worth out of it absolutely has anybody done the fire temple yet i have done no temples so the fire temple how's that lava treating you i got through it i was very (laughs) much because i was under Uh, You have to get out of that mindset. And that's where I'm going with this. I was in that mindset that you have to follow the way it was intended to do. And it's multiple levels, just like the wind temple. And it's a a cart system where you have to move all of these carts. I could not for the life of me figure out how to get to the top. And at one point you're on one of the, one of the like carts just kind of like in Donkey Kong, even like Donkey Kong Country. And there's there's enemies getting to you. So I'm like, oh, I obviously need to jump to that one. So I'm trying to kill the guys. Still couldn't do it. It took me after two hours. I figured out a completely different way to completely get through the temple without even. I bypassed most of the of that stuff. And I was like, mm, yep, there we go. So it's I like it a lot. So uh, the one thing we didn't talk about are the different powers you get. So in Breath of the Wild, you had a couple different items that your abilities you could do that you got at the beginning of the game. Tears of the Kingdom does very much the same thing. You've got Ultra Hand, which lets you fuse and manipulate items in your environment. 
You've got uh, the fuse ability, which allows you to fuse different items to your weapons and shields. You've got the ascend ability, which on certain parts of the map, if there's a ceiling above you, you can ascend through it. Uh, um, notably, just wall glitching, and you're just swimming through rock. And then you also have the rewind ability, which allows you to stop something and force it to rewind its position. Like Joe was saying, if you have a heightened ledge you're trying to get to and you bring a box and you use ultra hand and lift the box and drop it back down, then jump on top of the box and hit it with rewind, it will float back up into the air giving the height you need to be able to get to the next ledge. And then there's a couple other abilities. There's a camera and there's a auto build ability. The auto build is game changer. So the side story I have was I was building something. I was building a lawnmower of death and it started raining and not only raining, it started lightning (laughs) and the piece of my lawnmower started sparking so I ran away. It blew up. I went back. I hit auto build and it built everything back into place. It was wonderful. So all this to say, they give you all these different abilities you could use. And the next question I had for the group. Before we get if to you that. you have one. Wait, before huh? we get to that. Before I get to that, what? I just want to talk a little bit about the auto build because it was the one ability that was kind of hidden. Because, like, everything else is pretty much right there when you get out of the starting area. If you guys are looking for that auto build, go follow, Go talk to the woman. She tells you that she wants you to go into the uh, under dark with her. Follow that storyline. You have to follow some statues. And if you keep following the storyline, you will get auto build. And it's a game changer. Right. Yeah, it's a very good point. And it's a lot. Of, it's actually one of the complaints. And we'll get into that with the uh, gripe section. It's something that they should have included earlier in the story to give people what they need. Yeah, because you know but, what that auto build could be is good for. I'm thinking I'm hoping the stupid sign guy. Well, no, because each of those signs you have to solve a little differently. I've solved every single sign the exact same way. You know, there's some out there that don't work the same way. So just there's be aware some, of that. Yes, but a lot of them work the same way. So go on your uh, saying. The question I have, if you've built anything, what's been your favorite weapon combo build so far? Mm. And not just weapon. What about structures? Anything you've built? I like the fact that I can build a car. I think the funniest story, which I I think I told in the other podcast, is I was trying to get across the map quickly, and I built a car, and you know that crater that's like in the center of the map where like you just fall into the abyss and die. Yeah, I you can't control the car obviously because you're not far enough in the game to have pieces to control things yet. So like it just kept going, and I was like, yeah, I'm flying across the map. I was like, no, I'm falling (laughs) in a chasm. Now I'm dead. (laughs) And then the other funny thing I did, um is when you jump from the sky because i love jumping from this like once you can figure out how to get up to the sky like it's fun to just jump off and like glide to different places in the map because like you can you can like skip like giant areas and just 
like look for better shrines in different areas. So I did it once. It didn't realize my stamina wheel was out. So I'm like plummeting to my death. And I was like, no, and I just hit the ground and die. I was watching TikTok earlier and some of the contraptions people are making, they oh my launched this, they launched the device and then they jump from the sky after after it and they descend lower. The guy landed on the screen, talked to the NPC that turns into that stupid ninja and the banana things, and then just walked back and his device fell and completely destroyed him. And it was just explosions and a guy walking away and Zelda walking away. It was Link walking away. It was hysterical. Um, v, do you have a particular thing you've seen or built? Not yet. Like I said, it's just kind of been one of those... The biggest thing that I did is, like, in that very beginning area before you get to that bridge, you can, you find one of the Korok buddies, right? And you have to get it across to that little island Yep. with the fast... And they have those um, spots that you they have, like, the build the houses things. So what did I do? I used all of those and created a bridge to go from the dock to the island. I was just like, here's your buddy, asshole. <laughs> Give me my two Korok seeds. Can we talk about the Korok abuse in this game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just like, I, he's like, I went to go like grab him because I already know he goes, oh, you scared me. And then goes through his whole spiel. And I'm like, I just want to grab you and throw you, asshole. <laughs> so for those of you listening, they're, they're, Koroks are back in the game. And they've now introduced these Koroks that you have to take from one side of a field to get to their friend and they'll throw some puzzles in the way. And the Tears of the Kingdom community has found some interesting ways to make that happen, including catapults, rockets, self-steering cars, and most notably fusing multiple Koroks together and attaching them to multiple rockets in a tank. It's it's quite a entertaining uh, world people live in. And then there's this whole part of community that are like, why would you do that to these poor Koroks? And people are like, because you didn't have to find 900 Cs in the first game. <laughs> and get nothing for it. Mm. Which, by the so, way, Joe, I'm sorry, I just wanted to tell Joe this. If you think the opening cinematic is pretty... There's a quest line that will actually kind of tell you what happened to Zelda, and it's they give you small clips of more uh, cinematics. And I've been finding them, and they've been actually really cool. I know, aren't they? I've been finding much, them, too. Much better than the memories from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to close out this section, my favorite was my flamethrower boomerang. I call the fire ring. The fire ring. Did you kill yourself with it yet? No, I've actually done okay. And my wife is 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 face palming at the moment. Okay. I a you didn't show me video or tell me about this, so I'm very disappointed at you. I feel like I've shown you this. You have not shown me the fire boomerang. You have shown me the one where you can go in and it's like you have the two little thingies and it goes, ah, 
are in You're in the Chasms. That's the only one that I remember seeing. I'm fairly certain I showed you the fire ring. You did not show me the fire Anyways, ring. Anyways, I'll be the first one to come out here and say Tears of the Kingdom is an awesome game, but not a perfect game. And I find it humorous because a lot of people, their biggest gripe is the weapon durability system. And Breath of the Wild, everybody complained that that was everybody's number one complaint. And I find it funny that the developer said, oh, that was your big issue and leaned even harder into that fact, because now every weapon you come across is decayed and broken. And that's where they depend on the new fusibility for you to add pieces to your weapons to make them more powerful. Now, that said, there's some people complaining that doing this and the constant menuing is breaking up uh, combat. It's breaking up the flow of the game. And I, I think there's some truth to that. So my biggest gripe about this game is that there's some things from Breath of the Wild that probably should have been left behind or at least improved on. And the durability system, I feel like even with the fusing factor, weapons still break a little too often for my taste. Um, v, what do you think about, what's your biggest gripe about Tears of the Kingdom? I think it is the weapon breaking. And that's where it comes into play. Like, I get it. But it kind of, I wish it was not like a breaking system, but like a doling system like Monster Hunter does, in a sense, where instead of breaking as often, you have to collect something or do something that you could fuse the, like, put like five spears together that are almost dead and make a brand new spear, something along those lines. But the fact that I can sit there, I'm in the middle of a fight and my bow breaks. And then I'm sitting there in panic mode because I'm in the middle of a fight and I forget what button to hit so that I can get another bow out. Like, and it's like a fresh bow. Between that and, like, trying like trying to remember, like, all the combinations of how I do things on, on the game. Like, just the controls in general. So, but the breaking is probably my biggest gripe. Kalai, how about you? I mean, at first for me, it was the, the weapons, but I've kind of gotten used to it. And at this point, I'm like, wow, I have a lot of weapons. I need to, like, start using them to the point that they break so I can pick up better weapons. I mean, the lightning is still annoying to me. Dude, fuck lightning and fuck rain. And Exactly. And it's at the point where it rains. I just like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stand here in this house until it stops raining. Yep, I build a hut and I put the switch like I leave the switch on and I just play PlayStation for a few minutes until it stops raining and then I start playing Breath of the Wild again. So I will say this. They now give you the ability to make potions and food that help the uh, slipperiness when you're trying to climb in the rain. Just putting that out there, but I still agree. It's still a pain in the ass. 
Joe. I just hate I just hate it. It's like you're in the fucking open world, right? And then it just starts lightninging out and you're like, there's nothing to hide under. Nothing. You're like, oh shit. Like I'm screwed. I'm getting sh- I'm getting blown up. Like I might as well just stand here. You know what? Wait I for comple- my doom to happen. I completely forgot about that feature in the first game. And the first time I experienced in this game, I literally was like, oh, hold on a second. I'll help you, honey, or I'll do something. And I put the controller down and I came back and I was dead and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized it was raining. I was like, I got hit by lightning. Shit. Yes. It's a fucking Is that your biggest grape, Joe? I, so I, it's funny. I was helping one of those fucking dumbass Koroks get to his buddy. And I was doing the one where, like, it's in the swamp area where you have to carry them across the fucking planks of wood. And I'm, like, almost there. And I'm, like, all right, lightning hasn't hit me yet. I got this. Let's go. And I'm, like, 90% there. And then the lightning goes, no, brother, fuck you. And just shocks me, kills my Korok, (laughs) knocks him in the water. He drowns to death. And then I die. And I'm, like, oh, great. Well, at least he died, too. (laughs) And And then it's, like, I hate how this game like resurrects you sometimes. Sometimes it'll resurrect you close to something, and then other times it's like, no, you're all the way back here now. I'm like, I don't understand it sometimes. It makes no sense. I'm like, sometimes it like puts me in the middle of the bridge, and then other times it's like, no, you gotta go all the way back to the last hut you entered, bro. Like, have fun walking. But I do know that I'm looking forward to being able to build a house, because like, I watched my friend build a house, and I was like, that's fucking insane. You can build a 15 bedroom house. Do you know, like, do you know what other video? Why? Because you know what other video game you can build the house in? Skyrim. Yes. Todd Howard loves you. So you think Todd, Todd Howard's, Howard's a secret? Todd Howard's a secret, desi- a secret designer on Breath of the Wild. We just don't know. All right. Well, Time I don't. To... Wait, wait. Is there horse armor in the game, Joe? I mean, you could probably make horse armor if you wanted to. I mean, I'm sure you could just kill a horse or fuse it to some, fuse it to some armor. Bro, like, take you know one what? of your co- horses. Let's and talk stab about it. the horses. I'm sorry. I know you want to go to final thoughts, but let's talk about the horses because I don't use them. Oh, you will, my friend. So, first of all, if you haven't started this game and you've played the original, download the stupid save file you have. I did not do it. It only reads it once, and it will give you all of your horses. I was lucky. From Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah, I was lucky enough to actually uh, use an amiibo and get uh, a Pona again. I was so happy. But as you use use the horses and you sleep in the stables, you get rewards. And like one of the early on rewards is a halter system, so you could hook up that horse to a buggy and have a cart. And I just think that's amazing. I still don't like the horses because they still don't let you pick stuff up when you're on the horse. I have to jump off of it to get whatever I need to get. And it's just, it's quicker for me to just walk my ass across Hyrule. Oh, that is true. I agree. I agree. And then 100%. One of the roads, this is just a little funny thing I found. It's one of the roads I was walking down and there was a cart with a woman full of stuffed animals. And it was the cutest thing. So I went up to talk to her. And I scared her and they all fell out and I had to pick up all of the stuffed animals. It was the coolest quest ever. So. All right. So final thoughts. 
Go around the table, V. I have to continue to play it. And I think that's where I am with this. It's just, I'm going to need another week or two before I think I feel comfortable enough to physically to play the game more. I, I, I equate it to like, if, if I don't feel well, humanly, I don't want to do anything <laughs> at all. So I, I think that once I feel better and want to play the game, I think I'm going to have a better time with it. Joe? Everyone should buy this game if you own a Switch. Like, that's just definitively my answer. Like, let's make this outsell Mario Kart, please. If that's possible. Is that possible? Is that even possible at this point? Probably not. Was that like a user base of like, like every like one, every like two to three people that own a Switch have Mario Kart? It's like something crazy like that. Fucking insane. Do you know I still don't own Mario Kart? And I think I should use my voucher on it because I'm like one of the only people on the planet that doesn't own Mario Kart. Actually, what should I use my voucher on? I'm using it on Pikmin 4. No, I don't want Pikmin. What should I use it on? Like, what should I get, Kalai? Should I just get Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and just like let it sit there? Or should I get Mario Party so I can play with all of you guys? Mario Party's on there? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's something we definitely have to think about. I know. I feel like we should have an episode dedicated to what should Joe get with his voucher and everyone should make their case. I thought you had a bunch of sh- uh, vouchers anyways. I have three, but I don't know what I want with them. And I don't want to just like blow them off because I'm I'm sure Nintendo is going to be like. But then again, I don't want to like have them like be like have to use them like the last people did who bought like 10 and they were like, oh, shit. Now I got to use all these. I still haven't used my voucher for the second game because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be playing this game for a while. What about you, Matt? What's your final thoughts? (laughs) Like I said, it's not a perfect game. But it is the best goddamn game to come out this year so far. And the amount of content and thought and polish that went into it is indicative of what Nintendo does with this series. Even the worst Zelda game is better than the best AAA trash that has been put out there by some of these other companies. And at the end of the day, if you're a Zelda fan, you should be playing this game. This is probably game of the year for me. I don't think anything can top it. I understand Final Fantasy is coming out. uh, But the problem I have with Final Fantasy is you're not going to have... You're going to have to solve those puzzles or you're going to have to play that game in a very specific way. This game is not. It's it's true to open form, which I like. It's, It's what the Zelda series needed. It needed a refresh. It needed some way just to just bringing it out of that oh let's go do the wind temple let's go do the fire temple now you have to do the water temple you know if i don't feel like doing the temples i don't have to do the temples right away i can do so much more stuff at the same time the same stuff that we've done in um the original breath of the wild you kind of have to do again including 
because I kind of seen a little bit on this. You have to dress like a girl again to get into the female only area. But I really do enjoy it. I love that the map is three times bigger. I love the shrines and that I can do them any way I want. I mean, some of those things just have made me laugh playing, trying to solve these puzzles or doing silly things. Not intentionally, but it just kind of happens. So. And I think I think that is ultimately it, is you play the game and sometimes the best time you have are when unintended consequences occur. Mm-hmm. Like, we were laughing at Tricky. Tricky was trying to build a boat. He took one log and put one sail on it. Oh, my God. Then he put the other sail on the other side of the boat to try to stabilize it. And then he put it in the water and it just sailed away. And he's like, how am I supposed to jump on that? (laughs) (laughs) He tried to jump and he fell in the water. So final funny story is during the initial part of the game, I'm playing it and I'm, I'm streaming it on Discord for my friends. And I was at one of the very first Korok puzzles. And you're on a sky island. So there's nothing below you except ground that you dive towards. And I'm moving stuff around and I picked up the sail and I went to put it somewhere and I accidentally dropped it off the side of the island. And I kind of looked over the side again. I hope I don't need that. (laughs) All right, Kalai, you want to land it? I want to land it. All right. If you've enjoyed us, first of all, come into our Discord, come into our Facebook. Let us know what your thoughts if you're playing the game. Second of all, if you'd like our show, check out the main show, The Loop Bros. We have been just having a blast. We have a bunch of interviews coming up. Uh, last night's last night's episode was absolutely crazy. I didn't get much sleep for work today, but we had so much fun laughing hysterically and playing and playing. Um, you know, enjoying the the games that we talked about. Uh, there's also the two two three six comic cast or horror cast there's a horror thing i've been drinking wine <laughs> not really there's not really another podcast like no they really they make it. episodes for that thing i know but if you want to also support us we do have a patreon please check out our patreon i mean for one dollar you get access to our special content that daryl's been doing uh we also drop um reviews that we do i think uh, Matt has a review coming up uh, called uh, I Was a Teenage Exoskeleton or Exo Scientist. I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. Colonist. There we go. I was close. I got most of the words. Maybe eventually Joe will do his reviews. So feel free to poke Joe and tell him to do his reviews. <laughs> uh, we also have merchandise coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but otherwise, Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Driftcast. Good night. This is the way. Peace out, homies.